This is actor, musician, author Scott Schiaffo, known from the films Clerks, Vulgar, Linger, Idiots Are Us, and a myriad of other gack. Want to say, hey, keep rocking it on Always Bet on Geek. Ready to form Voltron! Hello, everybody, and welcome to Always Bet on Geek. What's up, everybody? This is Marshall, Squishing Out Sync on Twitter and all the other various social media outlets. Welcome to another episode of Always Bet on Geek. It's been, fuck, I don't know, six months since we recorded. Uh, welcome back to the Hall of Geekdom, everyone. Uh, this is a one man down production. Pat will not be with us today, but I do have the incomparable i don't even know what that word means the awesome mystic mojo ryan where are you you're not in texas anymore right i am now a world traveler all around the globe um and have found myself currently uh sitting in a beautiful sunshine state uh yet to be named at this time yet to be named okay an undisclosed location it's part of my mystique but since my name's not Mystique Mojo, it's Mystic Mojo, I'll just say, hey everybody, thanks for joining up with us, I'm glad to be here with you, and hope you have some fun with us. And I have to apologize, it's mostly been my fault that we haven't recorded in six months. In fact, it's mostly been my fault that we haven't recorded much at all in 2018. But, hey, it's 2019, happy new year, it's a new time, it's a new day, yes it is. That was wrestling. Hmm. I need to get one of y'all watching wrestling. Anyway, also it's a new day because Marshall is sober. Marshall decides not to smoke weed anymore. How long that lasts, I don't know. But today we have gathered together, not for a wedding, but to talk about Guillermo del Toro's Netflix show, Troll Hunters. And maybe five below, but... Three below. Three below? Okay. Five below? Have I been saying five below this whole time? Okay. Smoking weed? Not smoking weed? It's all the same. I don't know shit. Anyway, so why don't you kick it off, Rye, since you were the one who actually introduced me to the show. Yeah, I'll be happy to. I have to admit, this was a show that I came across in the middle of a late night of um, uh, Netflix, what would the word be? Um, I was in a desert of entertainment. I couldn't find anything. I'd watched all my shows, and I was quite dissatisfied with the trending that was being shown to me. And so I just started looking through, and I came across an animated series called Troll Hunters, Tales of Arcadia, and was like, eh, sure, let's give it a shot. And I was pleasantly surprised. Oh, it's 8 o'clock! We're so late, our kids are gonna have detention! Come on, come on, Tobes! 
Beneath your feet, there is a secret world. A vast civilization where good trolls live and evil trolls lurk. For centuries, these lands have been protected by one warrior. Give me the amulet, troll hunter. I'd rather die. The amulet will find a champion. Oh. You have a sweet voice, but you bring death with you. The fight is within you. Are you ready? The Amulet of Daylight challenges you to ascend to the most sacred of offices. For you, Master Jim, are the Troll Hunter. So there's nowhere to go but up. We should begin your training. Now I have two lives to keep up. Who are you, Jim Lake? You've got a great left. There is nowhere to run, Troll Hunter. Do your worst. That show was a lot better than I expected. There's a lot of good animated series out there. I don't know if you watch them or if you've heard about them, uh, Marsh. But, like, Gravity Falls is a really good one. Uh, Steven Universe is another really good one. Uh, even recently, uh, She-Ra coming out um, has got some qualities. Really? Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't say it's in the same quality as all these other ones, but it's still got some good stuff to it. I would recommend it. Um, but... Troll Hunters, I feel like, really went head and shoulders above it. And what I fell in love with was the characters. And from the very beginning, uh, uh, Del Toro does a really good job of just putting life into these children. And it's the story about... Uh, it starts off with just the main cast of the three characters. Uh, do you want me to read them off or do you want to go ahead? Let's see. Jim is the main character played by Anton Yelchin. Okay, I don't really know how to say this, but last night something incredible happened. Actually, unbelievable. Completely unbelievable. As in, you won't believe me, but I'm telling you it's true. I promise you it's true. And he's, uh, he was Sulu, right? In the Star Trek, the new Star Trek franchise, and he passed away? That is correct. Some he kind was... of freak accident? Yeah, very just sad. But he was... Um, Jim Lake, the main character, the actual troll hunter that the series is based off of, uh, for the first three seasons. And then when he passed away, um, his voice was taken up by um, uh, Emil Hirsch. So I, I personally don't know if you know much about Emil Hirsch or if you have any uh, opinions on him. And I'm not even seeing him on the, on the Wikipedia page here. Or whatever I'm looking at. 
He's as a person, he's forgettable. Oh, that's not nice. Yeah, that's no, awful. It's, it is. He's. <laughs> I'm personally. This is the one bad thing about this show is that they have hired somebody that is probably not somebody you'd want in your family. You definitely wouldn't want this guy marrying into your um, uh, your life. But with that said, oh, I think they. I know. Later we'll <laughs> <so> discuss. <laughs> yeah, this guy probably is a bit of a black mark on Hollywood. But with that said. What, wait, what? He's probably yeah, uh, a what? He's a black mark. Black mark, okay. On Hollywood, yeah. But with that said, I think they chose him specifically because he was really good about being able to mimic um, Anton's uh, voice so that when there was a transition from season three after Anton passed away and then uh, Emil comes over, you almost cannot tell unless you are specifically looking to try to listen for the voice difference, whether it's the same uh, voice actor or not. So it was the bl- the black mark that... Uh guest starred in the three below show as well oh yeah he's now the permanent new jim lake he's the main character he's the voice okay. of him yeah. see and i thought that for once you know hollywood was going to do us a solid and be respectful and that's why they ended the series was because the guy passed away but no i guess not where there's money to be made there's no sacred nothing is sacred and, you know, and I can agree with that, that that sentiment that uh, the banality of uh, capitalism um, can Welcome be discussed in depth. Right. But I really love this show, and I'm glad they're keeping it going on because, like I said, you fall in love with these characters. Cl- uh, the next are character... They gonna, are they going to yeah, keep sorry. Troll Hunters going? Or did the Troll Hunters end? Um, so yeah, so we'll get to that actually. Tell you what, okay. that you hold on to that question because I will, I, because there's a couple things that are going to be revealed real soon. Um, but yeah, so the next character is uh, Jim's best friend, Toby, and his last name is so dang strange. I wrote it down. It's uh, Domalski. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I, he's just Toby. Seriously, it's butt kicking time. <laughs> These pants are so elastic. Wait, also, who's they? And he's just your typical, yeah, he's just your typical good guy, kind of goofy. He's the slapstick. Yeah, brace face. Straight man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But he he was the one character in the series I didn't like as much, uh, just because he was the one that felt very cartoonish. Where like Jim and then who we're about to discuss. Uh, the third cast and everyone else actually um, I felt like they were just rich and deep and I just kind of felt like Toby was written almost just to be a character but as the series goes on and Toby steps up as a hero and as a person or a kid however you want to call him I really like Toby like he's got a good heart a good soul and he comes through which is I'm glad because it was the only part about the series that I was like uh two out of three not bad and then the third and final main character is Claire uh, Nunez. And... Give me my Romeo, and when he shall die, take him and cut him out in little stars, and he will make the face of heaven so fine that all of the world will be in love with night. Yeah, and uh, she is the, um, the third musketeer in the trifecta of musketeers that make up the Troll Hunter team. Well, that's actually not true, because there are some more. Do you remember who the next two characters are? The next two? Yeah, the um, ones who come in Steve, after the gang. Steve and, um, God, I don't even know the other dude's name. He's another, Oh, yeah, they're, 
Yeah, yeah those are towards the end. Geeky. Okay, yeah. so are we talking about so, Blinky I know who, and uh, Arg? Arg, then? yeah, that's exactly right, Blinky and Arg. So it took me probably about five episodes, and I'm not proud of this, before I realized who Blinky was. Master Jim, if I may, destiny is a gift. Some go their entire lives living existences of quiet desperation. Never learning the truth that what feels as though a burden pushing down upon our shoulders is actually a sense of purpose that lifts us to greater heights. Never forget that fear is but the precursor to valor, that to strive and triumph in the face of fear is what it means to be a hero. Don't think, Master Jim. Become Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> my God, it was my girlfriend who mentioned, you know that's Kelsey Grammer, right? And I was mind blown and so ecstatic when I found out who it was because I really like Kelsey Grammer as an actor. And yeah. to find out that somebody like him with his prestige and his gravitas playing a very uh, noble but silly character. He plays Blinky Galadriel who is one of the first trolls, and he ends up becoming uh, Jim's mentor when Jim becomes a troll hunter. Yeah, there's a bunch of big names in this series. Oh, man, it's... If we go through the whole list, that's all this this podcast is going to be about. Arg, Argument, is the muscle-slash-heart-of-gold troll. Hi! It's Arg! Three R's. that is always beside um, Blinky's side and he is the um, he's the troll with the violent nature but with a um, like with a uh, poet's you know like heart and he is played and I know I'm not going to say his last name right but he is played by Fred Tatascor and if I've heard that name, and it wasn't until I was researching this and I was double-checking who these main characters was. Anybody who knows anything and is into the animated or voice-acting world has to know who Fred Tatascari is um, because the man is in everything. There is probably not a, an animated series that he hasn't played either the voice of some kind of inanimate object or a sidekick or a main hero. I mean, literally the list goes on and on. He, I lost track after about 700 or more productions that he's done. Like, he is all over this. So it's ironic that his character is the uh, one that has both the least amount of lines and is the one who cannot enunciate uh, very well. He, his name is Arg, and there's a reason for that. He basically talks like he has a mouthful of marbles. Wow, yeah, he's been in a lot of shit, all right. Yeah. He was yeah. Qui-Gon Jinn in the Clone Wars? Dude, that's not even, not even the tip of the tip of the iceberg. I know, Robot Chicken, American Dad... <clears throat> Family Guy, Invader Zim, what's new Scooby-Doo? Yeah, no, this guy <clears throat> is a heavyweight in the uh, voice acting world. Avatar, Ben 10. Yeah, he's done several wow. Ben 10. Uh, he's even, he's, done, he's done some animated Avengers um, series. Like, mm-hmm. it's just crazy. So, yeah, anyway, going onwards. Mystery Incorporated, awesome. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, like, yeah, he, he probably... Um, 
has to be him and Kelsey Grammer have to be the two getting paid seriously the most for this. Anyway, that's not the point. Anyway, the point is is that this story is about these three kids who are thrust into a world of magic and mayhem that involve a secret society of trolls that live underneath this sleepy town called Arcadia. So, do you want to kind of describe how uh, Jim Lake becomes our troll hunter and what the premises of his powers are? The troll hunter is a troll, and he's fighting, I guess, Bular would be the bad guy. Uh, He is one of, yeah, I think for season one, he's the... um, He's the main bad guy. And he's, uh, he's played by Ron Perlman. Why aren't I feeling his neck snap in my hands right now? Burning his hut to the ground. That's and a big name. they're fighting under a bridge. Because the access way to the troll place is under a bridge, I guess. That's where the legends come from and stuff. Where uh, else would it and be? And they're fighting. And, the bad, and if they... If sunlight hits them, they turn to stone. They're already stone, but they turn to light, stone stone, and they can't. They they die basically. Which so, is which which I'm sure you're aware of is very much an homage to uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, and probably yeah. other legends too. But that's the one that made me think of. Most modern fantasy comes from Lord of the Rings. I mean everything. All anyway. hail Tolkien! All hail Tolkien! <laughs> okay. The troll hunter loses. And he dies, but the guy can't get the whole tro- the whole source of power for the troll hunter is a medallion that you wear on your chest. That's the power of Merlin. For the glory of Merlin, daylight is mine to command. So, however many centuries ago, Merlin made this so that the one troll hunter could fight the evil trolls. So Jim's either driving to school or back from school on his bike, bicycle, and he looks off, off the bridge, and there's a sparkle. And he goes down into the drainage ditch and finds this amulet, and it empowers him. It gives him armor, a sword. Later on, it lets him do other things when you put different crystals and stuff in it, but it gives him his superpowers, and then that's when the show kicks off. I don't remember how he meets Blinky and how all that happens. I have no idea. I just remember him getting the power and him trying to figure out how to use it, going to school, kind of like Buffy almost, to where he's a high school student and fighting the powers of evil and trying to keep it a secret from and trying to keep a normal normal life and trying to go to school. and Eventually, he brings his friends into it. Uh it's a really good show. I mean, it's... We should have done this months and months ago whenever it's still fresh in my mind, but I can't really say any th- bad things about the show because at first I started watching it and it was kind of silly, but it hooked me. I don't even think that it took two episodes. The first episode had me pretty good. Well, yeah, no, and I agree. And I think one of the secrets to what made the show is so good is that the characters are all put into well okay let me take that back i think what makes this series so good is that although the characters are put into extraordinary circumstances and fantastical situations where they're having to hide their troll friend 
from their mother who's come home early to get something that she forgot from her bedroom. The reactions and the choices and even some of the dialogue that these characters use in those situations are 100% authentic. I cannot count the times when they would be in a situation like, I don't even know, I'm just making stuff off my top of my head uh, because I'd have to watch it again to be exactly sure. But like, let's say that they stepped on a troll trap and were flung, you know, like a mile in the air. Your first instinct, if you're flying through the air with your friends, is, oh, no, we're all going to die. Yeah, we're going to die, you know? And, like, I can't believe you actually didn't notice the huge uh, troll trap right there in the background, you know, or something that would be perfectly in sync with the moment. And they routinely will say what you're thinking. Are we really doing this? Uh, I think we are, but I was only half listening, and he was talking really fast. I don't really know what we're supposed to be doing. And they're very aware, Del Toro and his writer crew, whoever uh, maybe, did a really good job of not, of not cutting any corners, of not taking the easy way out of just saying, oh, it's just a cartoon, or Joe, it's just a show for kids, and so we can just ignore or gloss say that over it. this is necessarily a kid's show. I agree. It might be PG-13 or something, but there's death and sadness and loss. Yeah. And this isn't a kid's show, necessarily. And in a way, it kind of is, because it shows these things, these very real situations, in a light that helps you kind of understand, well, if they're going through this, this is how they're feeling. I believe that I might be feeling those same things, and so I can take away lessons from it. And so, yeah, exactly what you said. It goes back to the fact that I feel like the thing that makes the show show amazing is that they are writing it with the intention that this is as real as you can get if you this was happening to you as far as how you react to it the situations themselves are full of adventure and fun and crazy and there's a lot of humor that they um, put into it too they make fun of themselves a lot they don't take themselves too seriously at all but I very quickly realized that these were not three animated kids on the TV these are three kids whose lives I'm watching right yeah, Gil, uh, Gil, oh God, I used to say Guillermo del Toro, but I have been corrected by uh, Argentina. It's because because <laughs> L is pronounced Y in Spanish, so it's Guillermo del Toro. Anyway, That's he's he's very he always has been good with characters and fleshing out characters and character arcs. I just it's like every character in this, even the the side throwaway characters, have their own arcs. They start yes. one way and they could never accomplish the shit they accomplish at the end of the show they have their full art by the end of the show they've grown they're you know got their own thing going on you know about their backstory their lives their history and everything it's i know it yeah there's like four even side characters even characters that only come up on the very edges for an episode or something will eventually make themselves back around and get some type of uh arc like you said yeah i mean pretty much if they have screen time we're gonna learn about them and mm -hmm. you know obviously the main characters we're gonna learn the most about but even these little side characters you learn about the you learn, learn about the mom and her journey 
and like you know some of the teachers even at the school and i love that you said that um it's like buffy the vampire slayer because it very much is in a way i almost had a sense that this was written by uh josh whedon because it is a it's a coming of age story it's a growth and evolution and everybody changes both um in personality motivations power uh Mm -hmm loyalties i mean there's just so much it's so rich i love it yeah it really impressed me i was i think i binged it binge watched all four seasons in like three or four days because they're relatively short episodes they're like 20 22 minutes a piece so you can watch an episode in a blink of an eye we already we've been recording for almost 22 minutes an episode would have been over already i mean it's yeah it's and it would have told a whole story so, so I want to go ahead and come back to the question you asked earlier about um, the other things that they have. Um, so, Troll Hunters came to the end, I believe, of uh, two... They break it up kind of strange. I want to say they have like two parts and three seasons, so it ends up technically being like six parts or something. So... Um, but that's not relevant. The main point is that at some point they come to the end of the story and they wrap it up in such a manner to, you know, complete the arc and give everyone, you know, what they need to be able to say, well, that was the adventures that we had. Uh, but they didn't stop there. Uh, his name is hard to say. Guillermo del Toro went ahead and added a new uh, storyline with new characters to it that were actually introduced at some point in troll hunters but when they were introduced we weren't really sure who they were and so in this series called three below uh, tales of arcadia did they introduce these, them in troll hunters they had yeah but not introduced in the way that we knew they were important just that they knew like there's some other uh individuals at the school that end up having some of their lives intermingled with the uh with the troll hunter team and so when you get to three below you find out more about who they are what their goals are and what's happening so the initial premise of three below you don't realize that it was i'm sorry let me go back in the initial encounter with these characters in troll hunters you have no idea what their real origins are although you can kind of suspect it based because a couple dialogue hints but then when three below comes out it's revealed that there are these tron like um creatures that are aliens that are having this big galactic they're light beings they're not like physical they're made from light yeah well, the, and that's why I said Tron, because when I watch it, it makes me think that he kind of pulls some of that away, because like, their world is kind of like that world of light, and it's got a lot of digital uh, nuances to it. Right. And um, But it has two characters. I didn't look up their names, because I know we weren't going to spend much time on them. Um, but it's a brother and sister. And I just remember the their, that I wanted to... I just remember their, uh, their guardian, Vervatos Vex! <laughs> you know who that is, right? Uh-uh, no. Uh, I, I always mess up his I haven't name, looked up the but cast. he's 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 Ron from, uh, from uh, Parks and Recreation. Oh, I never watched that show, so. Oh, he's so good. Um, yeah, I've heard all about Parks and Rec. I, I just one of those yeah. things I need to get around to it. If it's if it's oh, not on Netflix, I, I can't watch it because I don't have any streaming services or anything. 
Nick Offerman. Yeah, that's uh, he's such a he's such a really good character. I would love to meet Nick. Uh, so if you're listening, Nick, and you just want to swing by my house and uh, you know have a dinner and a beer, yeah, that's um, not creepy at all. Ready to listen to you talk about wood uh, working. Yeah, <laughs> I think I personally think Nick would be happy to come on over to a stranger's house he's never met and have a beer and some barbecue. Sure. Anyway, the point is is uh, <laughs> in three below. They have a trinity of people that come in as well, and it's a brother and sister, and then their guardian. And the brother and sister, I can't remember the name offhand. But I, why I bring them up is because I feel like there is a subtle element to Del Toro's uh, writings and works that he puts into the Trollhunter series that I think it's important to realize his motivations there. So there's a line in Three Below where they have a mothership because they're aliens and they have to disguise their alien physique to go outside into the real world without um, being noticed. So the mothership is like reading all of the history of the Earth and finally determines, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and create a disguise for you that won't get you noticed and be really mundane. And the way the, the mothership says it is actually perfect and so i'm just going to paraphrase because i can't remember it but basically what it says is um i'm going to go ahead and choose a um i'm going to choose a culture for you that is undermined ignored and uh isn't regarded with very much importance <laughs> Children um, and the you elderly. two are going to be latinos yeah yeah they were latino children and and an old man i have chosen three forms that people on the mud planet tend to ignore a girl, a Latino, a senior citizen. And so I feel like he's subtly trying to help promote the fact that, you know, the, our world could be a little bit better too. So, um, but it's definitely nothing in any of his work that feels preachy. But I did like the fact when I caught that subtlety that, oh, I, I know what you're doing there. Uh, but then, uh, that just came out like last year, so the story is still going on. I think they just finished part one, part one of Three yeah. Below. Yeah, and it's also set in Arcadia, and they do have some That's intermingle what I with the story. Yeah, yeah, they brought it all back to Arcadia, and this poor place has uh, the worst luck in the world. But you do see Claire and Toby and Jim um, in some of the crossovers with the the aliens and uh their story but the the climax of troll hunters they have to deal with in three below they don't have to fight the main bad guy for troll hunters but it's like this is going on in troll hunters and out of nowhere this shit happens in three below and they have to figure out what to do and even their computer is like "Uh, this isn't our fight let's get back to the house (laughs) and they're like okay (laughs) Yeah, so definitely if you are going to be inspired to check out the series that we're going to talk about today, watch them in order. Check out Trollhunters first. It's probably the best out of everything, and it'll answer a lot of questions. And there's even times, I remember what I really liked in 3 Below is they'll ask about one of the uh, main characters, Jim Clare or Toby, Uh and then they'll immediately cut to a scene that you know what's going on where they're like in massive danger, but nobody else in the world does. Yeah, it's really, really, really witty. It's cute. But Where's Jim? Uh, He went to go visit his uncle Merlin. I don't know. (laughs) And then you'll see him, and there'll be like all these rocks slamming down on him, and he's dodging for his life. 
anyway, so there's going to be a few more uh, series. I mean, a few more parts coming out to that. Parts. I don't know the exact number, but you know, probably four or five or six as well. But while I was researching this, and you may not know this, Marsh, there is actually a third series related to the Arcadian Saga that is coming out this year. Cool. What's it called? It's called Wizards Tales of Arcadia. And apparently it's going to combine <sighs> all the previous things of the Troll Hunter cast and story with the um, the three below aliens and their story and then whoever the Wizards of Arcadia are, uh, which I don't even know, but they're going to be all intermingled. And it's going to be even bigger than what it's been currently. So... I'm really excited. If they keep stacking up storylines on top of each other, it can't not be bigger. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not like they do nowadays. It's not a prequel. This isn't the story of Merlin or any of that kind of shit. No, this is a continuation of the story because they specifically mention how the other characters are going to be involved in the storyline that's going to come out with Wizards. And I don't know, I when I was doing little look-see-loo into the wizards it looked like it might be available on netflix but i didn't want to get into it and get sidetracked when i had research to do so i don't know if it's out now and um if so i will be watching it soon uh or if it's just coming out in 2019 as soon as we're done with this podcast boom i'm gonna check well cool well that's about everything that i had i highly recommend well uh maybe i'll just ask what do you have a favorite moment in troll hunters uh that with my request isn't a spoiler which is hard to do <laughs> i like that uh immediately i picked it up and i don't know what part of troll hunters it was like because they're not broken down into seasons they're broken down into parts so uh blinky's brother he ends up being he's comic relief too basically but he's kind of like a one of the main henchmen bad guys right hand men to the bad bad guy at first it's mark hamill and i mean as soon as he started talking i'm like holy shit no no that made the show for me because you know mark hamill what the fuck right (laughs) i love that he's still in our lives like he's no longer luke skywalker but he's still there and that makes me happy Uh, he's been the joker for a long time yeah i mean yeah no i mean that's what i mean like we can kind of look back in our lives and know that luke's always been there Anyway, <laughs> yeah, don't don't get don't act like that because he's as he's older than Alec Guinness in the first New Hope movie now. So, in fact, the in uh, Force Awakens, he's the exact same age as Alec Guinness was in the first New Hope movie. Oh wow! Full circle. It hurts my feelings. That is, though, but I know, man. That's almost it's almost. Like I wasn't the Force did it that way. I wasn't close to Alec Guinness as I am to Mark Hamill. So when that when he passes, th- that's going to be big. That's going to be hurtful. Yeah, so moving on to lighter subjects. Uh, so my favorite thing about the Trollhunter series was their use of music, especially in, I want to say it's like episode five or six of part one, where... Jim has his first major battle with a certain a certain female, the uh, antagonistic team, and they start doing Ride of the Valkyrie. 
and it was so epic <laughs> like everything i mean granted that song is epic but like just the way they added the comedy of the music tension with the battle scene and the dialogue and then all this going on at that point i knew this was masterful art and ever since as the series keeps going uh the music is always flawlessly perfect and just really is well thought out yeah i mean i, I can't really pick out stuff that i liked a whole lot without giving spoilers so what i, I will say is watch it i mean it's the episodes are short it's easy to get drawn into. The only thing is, Troll Hunters does actually end, but then you can pick it back up with three below. And yay, when that ends, there'll be something else. Hopefully, they keep it going and Arcadia becomes a staple in our culture. Well spoken, my friend. I couldn't agree anymore uh, myself. It is a great show. Do yourself a favor check it out you will be amused entertained and it may even make you have the feels so and if not highly give recommend us, it give us a call and we'll tell you how there's nothing we can do about it and that you're dead inside and that's not our problem <laughs> <laughs> all right guys <laughs> yep okay i guess uh this has been another episode of always been on geek i hope y'all enjoyed it you can find us on newpodworldorder.com Always bet on geek at gmail.com. Always bet on geek on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all those other places. If you have problems, just Google it. Always bet on geek. We, I got it trademarked. It's us. So I'm Marshall, Squishy Nasink on Twitter and all those places. Thanks for joining us. Hopefully Pat will be back next week. Yes, I said next week. 2019's a new year. I'll be damned. If we don't do something with this podcast this year. And over to my... I don't even know where you are anymore. Are you to my south? Southeast? Some undisclosed disclosed sunshine state? I'm everywhere. I'm Mystic Mojo, a.k.a. Ryan, and I'm off to parts unknown. But thank you for stopping in and joining us today. And we look forward to seeing you on the next adventure next week. That's right. <laughs> and... We out. Always bet on geek.